This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 13th, 2022. This or that, thermometer or thermostat. Good morning, Connection Community Church. Good morning. I didn't hear you guys at home. (laughs) Isn't this just a glorious day to be part of God's creation? When you got to love it, you get snow on the ground and not on the road. You got to love that. So it freezes tonight, right? Yeah, okay. Anyway, today we continue our series, This or That. Last week we considered whether God wants us to be tippers or tithers when it comes to the resources God has shared with us, made available to us. This morning we're going to look at the difference between thermometers and thermostats and which one God wants us to be. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. I just need to do a check-in. Is it right or not? Wes? Yes or no? Hello, Wes. Okay, he gives me the thumbs up. I like historically. There's a glare there that's hard to see trouble with my microphone, and then it pops online. I apologize about that. We are so glad you're here, right here and online. Our mission is to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. And one really important way that we do that is to gather as a body of Christ to be fed online or in person so that we can go out into the world. Let's go ahead and start with prayer. Almighty God, thank you so much that you meet us right where we are. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to share your word found in Scripture. We would pray that they uh, would be uh, what you want them to be, Lord. In faith, we're stepping out. And we just want to give you all the honor and the glory in all we do and all we say and in our gathering here today as a community of faith called Connection. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This or that? Thermometer or thermostat? So we did a Bible word search. We looked for thermometer and thermostat. And you might guess uh, in Scripture, we looked for it in Scripture, can't find it. The words thermometer and thermostat are not in the Bible. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that's because it is uh, in the early part of the 17th century is when the thermometer was discovered, made, and it was 1830s that the thermostat came into being. A little interesting fact, if you're on Jeopardy sometime, here's the story of the thermostat. It was developed by a Scottish chemist in response to the need in textile mills to have a, a regulated temperature. Aren't you so glad You already to knew that, that, though, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. All right. All this to say that thermometers and thermostats were not in Bible times, but we think that they can be very helpful for today's discussion. So thermometers, thermostats, they, they both use the Greek root. A little, a little English lesson here, a little Greek lesson. Greek word uh, therme, which means heat. 
And so it's the second of the part of the word that really differentiates what they mean to us. Thermometer, thermometer. So it's a meter meaning measure, a measuring instrument. Measures the heat or the cool. Measures the temperature. It's about all it does. I mean, not really that active. It just reflects what the temperature is. Uh, You look at the thermometer, you know what the temp is. Temp goes up, thermometer goes up. Temp goes down, thermometer goes down. It's pretty simple. A thermostat, on the other hand, it's a device that functions to automatically set and maintain a desired level of heat or cool. Working right now on here. It's working right now on here. I can't tell you how many times we've had people want to come up and regulate that, change that thermostat. That's Uh, why it's in the front rather than the back. Yeah, yeah. You know, thermostats can really cause a lot of challenge uh, amongst us. Deb? Yeah. We only have about a five-degree differential, that's all. Yeah. Only five. Thermostats. Agreement and unity around thermostats. Yeah. It always happens. Yeah, there you go. So the basic difference then between um, thermometer and thermostat is the thermostat, I'm, I'm sorry, the thermometer is what I would call passive. I mean, it moves, but it doesn't have anything to do with the moving. It, you know, temp goes up, it goes up. Temp goes down, it goes down. Um, thermostat, on the other hand, works to maintain the temperature. It's an active force. It's, it's, um, the thermometer is quiet and reflective. It just kind of thermostat active participant as it determines, actually determines and maintains that temperature. It's working all the time. Whereas the thermometer is just going, oh, well. All right, so you've got a little HVAC lesson today, and you're thinking, what in the world did I get myself into today? Here's the question. Is God calling you, calling us, to be thermometers or thermostats? Hang with us as we meet this out together. Are we simply going to reflect what's going on around us, or are we going to influence the culture, the environment around us? Are we going to watch and report and not get involved, or does God call us to do something, to get involved, to be activated, to make a difference in the climate that we find ourselves in? We're in a lot of different climates. We're in our home climate, we're in a work environment climate, we're in a community climate, we're in all kinds of different climates. Are we called to help maintain a healthy climate, a healthy temperature around Mm. us? We believe that we are. Mm. Let me ask, anybody here ever looked at our website, justshowup.church? Anybody? Yeah. I'm glad you did, Barry. That's important. Thank you. Because... Barry kind of yeah. maintains that. and uh, Well, we want to give a shout out yeah. to Randy Davidson, Randy. who built the website and who really is the brains behind it. and Stand, helps stand up, Randy. Yeah, he's back in the control booth. Right, Thank you, Randy. Hand. There we go. So there we go. And, and um, what we're hearing uh, from people is oftentimes, especially in, in, in the culture we're in right now, oftentimes before people ever step foot on the property here, they've... They've checked out that website. You know, they want to know who we are, what we are about before they, before they ever join us. And our team, a lot of other on the team as well, 
done a great job setting it up, maintaining it, um, uh, and, and making it so that it's available on a variety of devices. You know, that's important. Uh, the thing is, if you've never looked at it, on the home page, there are several choices that you can choose from to navigate around the website. And, and, and the one choice, this is great, is Connect. Hello, Connection Church. And, and from there, you can learn a lot of stuff. You can, you can go to what's happening at Connection. You can learn about the staff. You can learn about the history of the church. You can connect with past messages. You can fill out a Connect card. You can give. You can connect uh, and just on and on and on what's going on. You can also find out about our Bible-based Bible-based bedrock beliefs and core values. In other words, they're all based on Scripture, as well as something we call the to-do list. You know, it's a concise action plan based on what Christ called us to do. Now, obviously, the Bible's that big and our list is that big, so it can't encompass the entire Scripture, but it's the um, kind of the, uh, the, the really important go-tos, at least what we think, are included in the bedrock beliefs, the core values, and that to-do list. And... Um, and, and we, we got to look at those to say, are they calling us to be thermometers or thermostats? There's eight core values. There's a number of bedrock beliefs and probably about 10 and 10 um, to do. That defines who we are as Connection Church. A lot of churches have great websites where they list out all of their beliefs, and if you want to know who we are, take a look at that. We're going to go over a few of those in relationship, though, to this message. For example, two of our bedrock beliefs are, are this, that in the beginning, God created everything, and it was good, and that since God created everything, that includes all people. Oh, the first is Genesis 1, verses 1 and 31. But then God created everything, which is including people. And then the next one is all people matter to God. That's 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. A bedrock belief connects to the value, connects to the to-do list. And we believe with passion that everybody is valuable to God. So much so that we've made a commitment to have some difficult conversations, to learn about one another, and to grow together. And so that is something that we've drawn a line in the sand. All people, not some people, but all people matter. No one is disposable. No one. They all matter to God. Therefore, all people should matter to us. And we have a choice. Do we simply... Believe it and leave it there, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do we actively do things to help us live this out? Are we going to be change agents to step up when things don't seem quite right or somebody's not talked to right or whatever? What are we going to do to reflect all people matter to God? No one is disposable. We all have different backgrounds. We have different beliefs, we have different understandings, but we are all one in Christ. And actually, our differences make us beautiful. Together, we're all one in Christ. That leads us to our to-do list, which 
goes with these two other things. Mark 16, 15, go everywhere and share the good news of Jesus to all creation. All creation. Is this where I got on my soapbox last time? Sure, can you get that soapbox again? All right, I'm going to get on it right now. Here, let me give because you some space here. I feel like with all people matter to God right now, I think that our culture right now, and a lot of places where I'm not here, but out there, we're all lacking a lot of kindness. I feel like, and maybe you do too, that everybody's patience is gone, that we're short-tempered, and that we just are not kind to each other. I feel like that there's like this <laughs> going on. It might be in your work. It might be in your home. It might be in the community. It could be here. I hope not. But how about if, how about we, Connection Church, are known by our kindness? Like when you're out at the store or when you're on the ball field and people know you're here and we don't act like that, that's a reflection on our church. So together, let us be known by our love mm. and let us be known by our kindness mm. because all people matter to God. We don't know what circumstances people are going under. We don't know what people are dealing with. And we just have to give each other grace. Mm. And I'm done. For now. Um, it's like that old song. They'll know we are Christians by our love, right? And when we're out there in the public and we're acting anything other than that, people are going, so that's what a Christian looks like, huh? I don't want any part of that. Tough. So all this, all this kindness and love leads to another core value, and that's radical hospitality. That's a core value here, radical, not just being hospitable, but radical hospitality. That means putting extraordinary effort and emphasis on welcoming people. And again, all people, not just those who look like me, think like me, act like me, believe like me, all people. And, 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 and when I do this right now, it's not I'm picking these as special or better than any. I just this morning was a very good example of this. When I was out there, I didn't get out there second service, but I know it was the same thing. When I was out there first service, I always go out, or I try to go out and say thank you to the, to the people who are out there in the circle there welcoming the cars in. So the people out there, when they're bundled up, you know, and they, it's snowing, and it's wet, and it's a little chilly, that's radical hospitality. Before the people ever even get close to the front door, people coming in and go, Wow. There's, a guy, there's somebody out there going through all this just to say hi to me. And you know, I've, I've shared this many times with the parking lot people because it's so important. Before people ever get in, a new person coming here, before they ever hear the message or the music, more times than not, they've decided if they're coming back before they ever hear us preach, before they ever hear a note of the music, they've decided if they're coming back and it's based on what happened from the time they turned off that road out there and, and got to the front door. That's how important radical hospitality is. That's how important it is 
to be out there in the cold, probably rather be in here nice and toasty. If I weren't doing this, I think that's where I'd like to be. That's a fun spot. Say hi, come on in, welcome. First thing that we have with somebody is that connection, and that's absolutely crucial. We're reminded here of the Scripture from Hebrews. That's near the end of the Bible, near the end of the New Testament. Hebrews 13, verse 2. This is the New International Version. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. Say strangers. Strangers. For by, doing, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. If you're in the Disciple 2 class right now, this will be very familiar. This verse is referring back to Genesis 18, where the Lord appeared to Abraham while Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. And you know, in that area, the heat of the day can be pretty hot. (laughs) The heat of the day. And he looked up and he saw three men standing there, strangers, Scripture tells us. And here's a key word. He hurried to meet them. And, you know, it just hit me while I was preaching last, uh, while we were preaching last uh, service, how important that word is. He hurt, he didn't just meet them. He didn't just saunter over and say, hey guys, good to see you. He hurried to meet them. He didn't even know these guys. He hurried to meet them. That's radical hospitality, isn't it? In the heat of the day, hurried to meet them and welcome them. He welcomed them. And then he didn't just, I said, you know, okay, that's pretty good. He, he hurried and he, and he walked. No, no, no. He invited them to allow him to bring water to wash their feet. Allow him the privilege of bringing water so that they could wash their dusty feet after their long trip. And, 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 and for them to rest under a tree. But it doesn't stop there. He got his wife to bake some bread. He didn't say, hey, honey, go up to Wawa and get a loaf of bread, would you? No, no. She baked some bread there from scratch. Then he chose a tender calf. Anybody here had, you know, unexpected company? You say, I think I'm going to go pick out one of the calves and prepare it for dinner. Anybody here ever done that? That's more than a notion, isn't it? Hello. Picked out a calf and had a servant prepare it. Well, he, he brought some curds and milk. Then while they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Just let them enjoy their meal. That's some radical hospitality, isn't it? Yeah. That's being a, a thermostat rather than a thermometer when it comes to welcoming, not to, especially the stranger. But that's our expectation. That's what we expect. Radical hospitality, that's where we've set our thermostat here at Connection Church. To be consistent and to be radical, to go above and beyond, not passive and fluctuating like a thermometer. To really reach out to people, especially the stranger. And why is that so important? Why do we make such a big deal about that? Here's the reason, pure and simple. It's important to us because it's important to God. God says it's important, so we say it's important. Amen? Amen. Just a little plug. I don't see Mike, who's the team lead for the parking lot, but I see Jim and I see Kevin. I don't know if there's any other parking people in here, but you guys, I don't know if you, oh, thank you. You probably just came in, didn't you? Yeah, Tim. So any, anyway, 
if you want to be a part of this ministry, just find these guys and they can help connect you because it is an incredible ministry. Rain, snow, sleet, or hail, they are out there. First touch with the stranger. Yep, yep. So that kind of caring leads to possibility thinking. Say possibility thinking. Possibility thinking. That's another core value here at Connection Church. That's one of the eight possibility thinking. We dream about the possibilities that God places before us. And that's because we know that with God, all things are possible. That has been the scripture that we have depended on from day one, that with faith, mountains can move. God's possibilities are endless. We read about possibilities in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, back to Genesis, uh, there's Abraham and Sarah. And um, Sarah was told by strangers that she would have a child the following year. That just seemed radical. Abraham was 99. She was 89. And so, of course, Sarah laughed when she heard about it. I think she gets a little bit of a bad rap for I laughing. I think she probably cried. She might have been crying. But anyway... Um, then the Lord says to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Of course, he knew why, because he knows everything. But then here comes the scripture, Genesis 18, 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. <laughs> so Sarah, at age 90, we teased Barb Denany, who is going to be 90, uh, she's very proud of it, um, <laughs> that her time might be coming. At Sarah, Sarah had a kid at 90, and his name was Isaac. So here's our challenge as believers. Here's our challenge as believers, that it's one thing for us to passively believe and just like, okay, give lip service, all things are possible with God or to actively live it out, to believe that faith can move mountains, to know, to understand, to put yourself out there and to risk knowing that Mark 10, 27, nothing is impossible with God. So thermometer, just kind of like, ah, up, down, up, down, what am I going to do, react? Or thermostat. Take an active, engaged way of thinking that lets God drive what you're thinking and how you're thinking and that you're able to risk and step out because that's what God wants from us, to be thermostats, not thermometers. Throughout our 20 years of existence as a church, Connection has... Well, we've been in the possibility business from day one. Actually, before day one. When we were in Seaford, and God showed us the possibility of a, of a new church here in this little town that we used to pass through from Newark to get to the beach and try not to get the speeding ticket in the 25-mile-an-hour zone. Usually successful there, but sometimes not. Yeah. Over and over again, over, we've been shown that with God... Nothing is impossible, and that through faith, mountains can move. We started with 40 people from 
Cornerstone Church who, you know, we cast the vision and they and God had already kind of planted the possibility thinking inside of them and they joined. You know, 40 people is like, I just count, it's like this section of who's, that, that, this is what started this church, that, that size of a group. That's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, we started in a little space, 25 feet by 67 feet. Front row to the back wall there to there, it's less than that. Not even that. 25 by 67. It was really convenient, though, because you didn't have to go far to get to the bathroom. Didn't have to go far to get to the praise team. The coat rack was right next to you. The coffee table was on the other side. Uh, little, little, uh, little plastic fence in the corner. That was children's church. Until they started complaining, we were making too much noise, and we had to wall it in, make a room for them, and and then they got it overcrowded. So because of those kids, we had to go to two services. Remember, and so that Miss Candy could go to church once in a while because she was permanently permanently housed in the children's area there. And uh, from that from that little start there, God has done some really wild stuff here, hasn't He? Some really wild, wild stuff. You know, we started. Carrie and I started, we were only two staff. Uh, we told the conference that don't let money be the problem to put up both of us, you know, two, two ordained elders in a spot that didn't even exist. And they didn't let money keep them from doing it. <laughs> we worked outside jobs to help make ends meet because it was a little tight right then at the beginning because it was, uh, if you've ever started a church, George, you know. <laughs> you know how tight it can get. And God bless that. You know, from two, we have eight on the staff now. Isn't that incredible? I look at the staff meeting and I go, wow. Wow, this is just incredible what God has done here. Wow. Uh, you know, we began with congregation pretty much in the immediate area and, and a little bit more regional than the county and other statement. Region, country, people from over the country. We probably have some people viewing now from Florida, maybe from we do. Oklahoma. We do. And I mean, one time, I've still, uh, it's like this, it was international. We had a woman catching us on Sunday morning from well, uh, Costa Rica. some of our Indian friends watch. We have people in India. Yeah. Now, they, they, they're seeing us um, about 10 and a half hours ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, you know, isn't that wild how God has made that happen? And we've expanded from that to that. Just all thanks to God. And, 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 and see, from us being willing to, not just us, but us, all y'all, listening to God's call to death, not watch, sit back and watch God at work, but to say, God, tell me what to do here. How can I, you know, how are we going to partner in this? Because God wants us to be partners, doesn't he? Expects us to be partners. And, and, and to be active participants in what God is about. You know, that's the difference of being a thermostat being a thermometer. Another bedrock belief is 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. It's on the screen. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I love those two words. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This Bible is just not another book that we read. It is the book, the living word, the guide. Everything is here that we need 
for our entire lives. It's God-breathed. It's God-inspired by the creator of everything. As thermometers, we might believe it and leave it at that. As thermostats, we hope to integrate it, integrate it into our lives, to ponder it, to study it, to rely on it for direction, for inspiration, for motivation, and for correction. That's hard. If you're reading the Bible and you're a little offended, yeah, that's sometimes what needs to happen as well. We encourage everyone to be engaged in the study of Scripture. And we really would hope that everyone is in a small group because just showing up here isn't enough to feed our soul for the rest of the week. Be engaged. We have all kinds of small groups. Michelle's out in the back. If you'd like to talk to her about that, you can email. Oh, where is Michelle? You're right there. Okay. Yeah, Barry's like, there's my girl. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> if you're online, shoot an email. We, take to, we have Disciple Bible. So I was just talking to George about maybe opening up some possibilities with some really deeper teaching. Oh. We all need that. We all need that. When it comes to the Bible, are you a thermometer? Ah, I'm in the mood today. Nope, don't have enough time. Or a thermostat. All right, I'm going to allow the Word of God to regulate me. I'm going first and engaging with the Lord so that I can have a steady and constant, consistent relationship with God. So when we take that Bible seriously, it becomes an integral part of our lives, becomes a, an integral part of our being, then it becomes impossible to just read it. We can't help but live it out when we take it seriously and as uh, in the Old Testament, there's a place where it says to actually eat the scroll, <laughs> to eat this, to, to, to make it a part of our very being. When that happens, it changes everything. Everything. And we're reminded of that when we read uh, what the Apostle Paul uh, shares in his letter to the Romans. This is from chapter 12, verse 2 from the book of Romans, New International Version. Paul says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world. You hear that word, conform. It's real easy to conform if we're not careful, isn't it? it just to come a part of, to kind of blend in, to go along with whatever it is that is a, uh, the flavor of the day. Conform. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. And the truth is, the pattern of this world, generally speaking, is the opposite of the pattern of what God would want. It's it's quite often not God's pattern, the pattern of this world. But, Paul says, be transformed. That's more than just changed. Change is like, oh, I got a new hairstyle. or Oh, I, I shaved my beard. That's a change. I, uh, it changed my pants. But transformed is what happens from a um, chrysalis to a butterfly. That's a complete difference. That's one thing to another thing. It's not just a minor difference. It's 
total change. That's transformation. Wow. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind? This thing right here. That's what renews our mind. Reading and contemplating and becoming God's word. The renewing of our mind. Then, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. How can you test God's will if you don't know what to test it against? If there's a blank, is this truth? Is it not? Is it? You got to test it against something. Start with that, and once you're in that, then you can test it against your experience with God as well. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's what we're talking about, being a, a, a thermostat. It's engaging God, our guide, and integrating what He wants into what we want. Transformation. Being change, change agents rather than just reactors. To be allowed to be transformed, the old is gone, the new has come. And when, when we say change agents, um, we are introducing, encouraging, allowing change to take place, creating an environment for change to take place wherever we are. But right now I'm even talking about right here, but Jesus is the one that does the change. It has nothing to do with, with us, with the music. Jesus does the change. We create the environment to have an openness to be ready and to be ready to receive. The thermostat does not do the heating or cooling. It's the air conditioner or the furnace that does it. Thermostat regulates that. We can encourage, we can create opportunity for change. Uh, here on Sunday morning, we don't make worship happen. We need to come with an open heart, whether you're online or whether you're here, so that God can get in and work on us. And so we're trying to create this environment. Worship is another one of our core values. Worship's one of the eight. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of the cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Say the rest with me. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. We can substitute electric guitars, keyboards, for some of those lutes and lyres, but it's the same thing, isn't it? Praise Him with everything. Let's take a minute and look at this. Um, you know, thanks to the pandemic, you know, some things have really changed, I think, for the positive. I think here in, at Connection, we've really stepped up our online game, I think. I think it's a much better online presence than it was to, and we're able to share worship then with people all over the country, all over the world. That's pretty cool, I think. It's pretty cool. Um, other people who otherwise 
wouldn't join the United I don't know why, but they, they're not willing to just fly in from, uh, from uh, you know, South America every Sunday. I don't know why. It's, I guess, just a little too much to ask. You know, or Oklahoma, you know, just tune in, watch this online. It's pretty cool. But, you know, all things are, all coins have two sides, don't they? And this blessing also can also have a, be a curse if we're not careful, because worship is not intended to be a spectator sport, is it? You know, it's not like, huh, that's some really good worship going on over there. I think I'm going to watch that. Not what it's intended to be. Um, now, that's to say, we appreciate when you're online and you're watching us from a distance, and, you know, we know that that's, that's valuable and important, and that's, it's, it's not a, 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 an attack on that whatsoever. But, but if, if we get very comfortable when we could come into the house of the Lord and we're, and we're watching it as a spectator, we have to be really cautious of that, getting too comfortable. That's being a thermostat when we watch and not participate. You know, and I doubt at home if any of us are standing up and there may be praising and dancing. And of course, we don't have too much dancing in here either, do we? Okay. But praising and it's, it's kind of hard to do that. In fact, sometimes am I going to do that? Just me in my living room? Hmm. We could. That's what God calls us to. Some people recently rejoined the community. I know Carrie was talking to somebody and they said, wow. I didn't realize how much I've missed. You know, you get into this groove, you're not careful, it becomes a rut. And you go, wow. Yeah, now we remember what it was like to be in the house with other believers and there was a community. And there's something about face-to-face community that we just can't have in an online community. That's not to say online community is not valuable, but there's a difference and we might lose something. It's just not the same at home, they've said. But it was never intended to be. Same in online person and in person are not intended. They can't be the same. We're both for great. I mean, we're grateful for both. We're grateful for both. But when you're watching online, are you engaged? And I, I hope we are. I hope you are. I hope. This is going to be real blunt. It's real easy to fold laundry during the worship. Or during the message, I can fold laundry and listen to Alan and Carrie. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not sure any real multi. Uh, you know, am I able to, to cook breakfast and do the dishes while I'm watching, watching worship? I, I'm, I hope I'm not stepping on toes, but I know I am. We're grateful that we're able to communicate this way, but we've got to keep it in, in, in mind what it is and what it isn't. Um, and we're not even going to ask whether... Um, we ever um, um, multitask here or there, you know. And I think the cool thing is when we're in person, I can have my, and I'm just doing the scripture, right? Of course, my food line list is on there at the same time. And what's, what's hilarious, last time we, we talked about this, and after the worship, I was on my phone over here during the last song, and afterwards, uh, a, friend, a friend says to me, he said, I noticed you were on your phone, just what you were talking about. I said, well, actually, I was taking notes from the song because I wanted to make sure I had it right when I came up at the end and talked about it, because sometimes I, 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 my brain goes blank when I really want something. I want to make sure my brain didn't go blank, yeah. But see, that, that's what happened. We can have that out there. Who knows what we're doing? It's not to say don't have your phones out, but let's make sure we're focused, you know. Um, 
It's easy for our minds to wander, isn't it? I, it is for me. I, I used to walk a lot and in the morning before I started biking, and, and I have my phone, and you know how it would talk, you know, it'll read the scripture to you? I had to quit doing that because I that for about five minutes, the next thing I know, I've been walking 10 minutes, it's been talking to my brain is every place but. Back it up, start again. Three minutes in, my brain, I, I'm not, I can't do it. I, I just can't listen while I'm walking. I wander, my brain wanders. If we're not careful, if we have our phones out here, there, whatever, we're going to wander. And my question is for all of us at home and online, can, this thing's moving on me, sorry about that. Doesn't God, doesn't he deserve just one hour a week that's undisturbed without anything? Can't we focus on God for one hour a week? If you do, I'm not talking to you. If you don't, I am talking to you. Yeah. You know, it's easy to get on Facebook. It's good on whatever, whatever. Undetided attention. That's what God wants. That's what God deserves. I'm done. We're going to not have a congregation next week. You can take the soapbox After talking about tithing, and now we're talking about this. Well, but, you know, the thing is about worship and about, we got to bring you the truth. And that's the truth. It's not meant uh, to hurt, but, you know, uh, like I've said before, sometimes if you don't step, walk out of church with a, not a broken foot, but your toes a little bit, I don't know if we've done our job. <laughs> Go ahead, Carrie. So here's the up. thing about worship, whether we're <laughs> online or whether we're here, we don't change hearts. Jesus does. And so together, first of all, it's an encouragement. Lorraine, thank you for being our online host to be the encouragement to everybody joining. Thank you all for being here to be an encouragement to one another. Jesus Christ is the change agent. And our bedrock belief, another one of them, is 2 Corinthians 5.17. We say this a lot. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And that's at the very core of the difference between being thermostats and thermometers. Difference between thermometers and thermostats. The difference between monitoring what's going on and helping bring about transformation that's only possible through a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's Christ and Christ alone who forgives our sins. Christ and Christ alone who changes hearts. Christ and Christ alone is the one who transforms who we are. But we can help with bring that about. In fact, God asks us, Jesus asks us and wants to partner with us and work with us and through us to introduce people to Jesus through our words, but even more so through our action, through our very lives. The guys out there this morning, I didn't see them talking too much to the guys, the people coming in in their cars. The, the very, they're, they're just being out there in the nasty weather spoke m- much greater than any words that they could have shared. We need to speak not just with words, but with actions and with our very lives. Well, don't you want people to say, wow, that person's a Christian. Look at, look at, look at. You know, we, we, we may not all be able to be preachers and there's thank a lot you. of preachers in here. Yeah, but thank you, Lord, because we'd be out of a job. If, but um, 
Not everybody is to be a preacher, but we have some very good ones here, that's for sure. But we're all called to be ministers. We're all called to be ministers, ministering to others in the name of Jesus Christ in one way or another. And you know, it's been said, preach the gospel, share the gospel of Jesus Christ at all times. That's for all of us. Share the gospel, preach it in all places, and if necessary, use words. <laughs> so it never ceases to amaze us how God shared all that God has with us. God has held nothing back. Like we have this huge inheritance. Everything that's God's, God has shared with us. We are like in this adopted family. When you're in family, everything is shared, should be. And so God shared everything so that we can be used by God, be a vessel to make a difference in the world. Think about it. He shared his one and only son so that we would never be alone again. And you know, when Jesus went to go sit at the right hand of God the Father, he was not here in the flesh, but he commissioned his people to go, and that's us. Like, he wants us to go out. And so the question is, are we going to be thermometers and just sort of up and down and, you know, reacting or thermostats to be used by God to set the tone, to be steady, to change the environment, to change the room for the good of all? Are we called to tear down or build up? Are we called to react? Or I just want to say stand firm on the foundation. To me, this thermometer thing is like sinking sand. You know, up, down, up, down, in, out. But the thermostat, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. And so I'm able to be level, I pray, as opposed to this. So that's the question. Thermom this or that? Thermometer or thermostat? It's up to each one of us. We have the choice. The best news is that the promises here in his word carry us so that we can indeed be the people of God for the world. The good news, let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, this um, is kind of a hard message. And um, we thank you for truth. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who works and who um, is there to guide and uh, convict, convince. Lord, we have the promises of your son Jesus, that possibility thinking, all things are possible, faith can move mountains. I'm with you always. And Lord, you're the creator of all the world. So we thank you. We look to you. 
Help us not be overwhelmed with everything around us. Be overwhelmed with your love and grace and mercy for little old me, little old you. Thank you, Lord, for gathering us here today. Uh, one church, many locations. Help us make a difference. I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302 378 7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.